How to explain the value of SEO to your clients in three easy steps with Pam Unks Cronin. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all in one SEO platform that helps skill your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. Have you ever struggled to justify the value of SEO to your clients? If so, you need to listen to today's episode with a major SEO nerd who has a side gig renting out glamping campers on Airbnb. She's spoken at various search marketing conferences around the US and has been named as one of the top 10 women in SEO. A warm welcome to the In Search SEO podcast, the president of Pam and Marketing and Stealth Search and Analytics, Pam Ongs Cronin. Hi, David. Thank you for having me. Good to have you on, Pam. Thanks for, for joining me. You can find Pam over at pamandmarketing.com. So, Pam, how do you turn a non-believing SEO client into a believer? I do this all the time, and uh, I, I can say a lot about it, but uh, I tried to distill it down into three key points, which uh, when I was preparing for this, I ended up deciding to call them the three T's of the value of SEO, which would be timing, targeting, and the transactional nature of it. Absolutely superb, the three T's, and um, henceforth it will be uh, known as uh, that. Uh, so starting <laughs> off with <laughs> T1, timing, what's that, that all about? Henceforth, I like that word, it makes it sound very official, like this is now a thing. <laughs> yes, so first T is timing. I always say that digital marketing, offer, like all, all the digital marketing channels that are out there, they all offer pretty good targeting options. You can be pretty sure, if you do your targeting right, that you get in front of the right people. The problem is the timing. You can get in front of your perfect target audience, you know, potential client or customer, and and that's the exact right type of person, but they just don't need anything from you right now uh, or want anything. So it's kind of on you to convince them that they want or need what you have to offer because the timing may not be right. Targeting may may be right, but the timing is not always right. That's the first reason that I really like SEO and I explain to, you know, clients that this is, you know, something that just can't be, can't be beat because there's no convincing. They are searching for what you offer because they need it, want or need it now or soon. So you, you don't have to convince them that now is the time to act they're already acting. So the time is right. So that's the first one. Okay. Okay. And uh, bringing us up to number two, targeting. Bringing us to number two is targeting. So like I said, it's, uh, it's on all digital marketing channels. It's pretty, oh, I shouldn't say easy. It's, it's possible to target the right type of user make sure you're getting in front of the right type of person. But the nice thing about this with with search and when i say search i mean seo and or paid search search engines as a digital marketing channel the there is no targeting in a sense i mean you could say that with your keywords there are but really the user is targeting you they are searching for your products or services so the targeting is completely flipped you don't even have to worry about trying to define the right target audience in whatever you know advertising channel or whatnot with demographics and psychographics and sociographics you don't need to worry about any of it they're targeting you so it's completely flipped and that's why i say that targeting is the second you know major value in seo is because basically you don't have to do it they're already targeting you you there's really there's no match for that in another digital marketing channel. That's devil's advocate. Paid search is a lot better because you can 
a hundred percent guarantee that your ad will show for that particular keyword phrase. You can't guarantee anything with SEO. Correct, correct. So that's why I did kind of clarify that when I say search, you know, I'm talking about search engines as a channel and the the method to which users use them. Obviously, there, there is a lot more that goes into coming up, you know, being in front of the, the, the users when they go there. But just the nature of why they go there is that they're looking for a company like yours. They're searching for products and services that that you offer. And yeah, the, the work doesn't stop there either on paid search or, or SEO, but just just the nature of the the vehicle that brings them to you. I think it's you know pretty unique compared to other channels where you have to find them and then convince them that they want or need what you have. It's reverse uh, with search engines. So when you're talking to a client and maybe they're not ranking for a target keyword phrase, um, how do you persuade them to spend money when they may not rank organically for that um, keyword phrase for several months? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a whole whole other podcast. (laughs) Talking about the timing, you know, explaining to clients about the timing of SEO and how long it takes. That's that's never easy. But uh, the one thing I usually say there is that, yes, it may take a long time for us to get you up there for this, but it will have, it's particularly with SEO as a paid to search, as opposed to paid search, this initiative will have an exponential rate of return on investment. If you pay for coming up high on that keyword in paid search, you're going to kind of always have a fixed cost with every click and every every conversion you get out of that. Um, but with SEO, there's the upfront investment and some ongoing investment to support it. But I've just seen so many situations where the, the ROI becomes more exponential. The ROI grows over time. So it's worth the wait because of the potential for exponential rates of return instead of a fixed rate of return. So how about if a client says, I'm just being the devil's advocate client sure. here. Love so if, if a client says, okay, <laughs> if the opportunity really is exponential and you believe that much in your services, then why not? Um, we'll commit to paying you the same amount that we pay for paid search per visit. Um, you do the work beforehand and then every visit we get, we'll pay you per visit. How about that? I, uh, so basically, you know, the, the guarantee of results method mm. of doing business is right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we, we, we don't do that. And my answer to that is, well, I, I wish I did have full control over Google. Um, unfortunately, I don't. And so therefore, you know, I can't guarantee that, you know, the Google search engine will perform exactly the way that I think it will. I mean, they could change it tomorrow. And, you know, so that's just the nature of the beast. But what I can guarantee is that we will do everything that we know does work. We will do it for you. And, uh, I don't typically say this to the client, but in the back of my head while I'm saying those words, I'm thinking about, and you're probably going to mess up your website at some point in time and it won't be our fault. <laughs> it'll be a problem that's what that I'm thinking of control. as well, actually. You know, <laughs> you can't possibly guarantee anything when they might suddenly decide to take a page away or, or um, just to change exactly. the headline on a page, perhaps. Yeah. Exactly. The client is the biggest risk for their own SEO <laughs> by far, but far, far more than, you know, a potential algorithm change from Google. The bigger risk is the client messing up their own SEO. But you perhaps don't say that to the client's face. That no, might not no, necessarily. No, that's in the back of my mind when I'm blaming Google and saying that, well, because I can't control Google and I can't guarantee Google's future actions, therefore I can't totally guarantee this other than guaranteeing we'll do what we say we're going to do. But in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking because I can't guarantee that you won't <laughs> mess it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the number three way of um, turning non-believing um, SEO client into someone that actually um, really embraces SEO is transactional. What do you mean by that? Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of all, I guess the three T's in a sense are kind of all saying the, the same thing, but it's it's three angles of the same thing. And the, the transactional angle is that kind of like I was saying before, they're, they're typing something in because they want or need it now or soon. So they're ready to transact. They're ready to do business to make a transaction. They're looking for someone to make a transaction with. Again, I guess I'm really kind of saying the same thing with the three different T's, the timing, the targeting, and the transaction, tra transactional rate, sorry, nature of it. But yeah, that's just kind of like the three key things that come to my mind. You know, you don't have to worry about hitting them at the right time. You don't have to convince them that now the time, now is the time to look for this thing, this product or service. They're already look looking for it now. The targeting is not even needed because they're targeting you. Um, so you don't have to worry about wasting a lot of money on, you know, accidentally defining your target audience incorrectly in an advertising platform or something. And then the third thing is they're ready to transact, especially, especially if you, as you should be, on key parts of your website are focusing on transactional queries, you know, keywords that are like buy this or, you know, shop online for that, you know, so it's just kind of, uh, yeah, I guess it is really all saying the same thing, but it's the three, the three takeaways for me about the value of SEO is that the timing is always right. The targeting is just done for you because the user is targeting you. And these users are usually ready to transact. They're ready to hand over money. And it's just, uh, I, I just think that can't be beat compared to other digital marketing channels. So do you have any clients that are, that are less willing then nowadays to actually focus on top of funnel slash informational type keyword phrases? Um, you get most people just wanting to fo focus on transactional. That's an excellent question. Um, yes, obviously the, their first top of mind goal is to show up for the transactional queries on the on the pages on their site that focus on how they make money, you know, whether it's a services page or a product page. So I say, yes, of course, we want to get you there. We want to get you found for those money-making phrases on your money pages, called the ones that talk about how they make money or sell the products, they're money pages. However, think of it like a boat that needs water to rise up under it to bring, you know, like a rising tide lifts the boat. That's where the informational queries come in. That's where you have to write blog articles for the people that are just researching. Um, and really, if you, it, you can kind of take it out of your head completely about who might be reading the articles and that role that that might play in the sale, although of course there is a role there for those that are not completely decided. But really, I try to keep them focused on the fact that it's like water under the boat. If you want your boat to rise up, you simply need to have a presence of a lot of supporting information, supporting documentation, supporting keywords to show Google that you, or Google and other search engines, of course, that that you are a whole encyclopedia on this topic. You know, I, I tell people about the, the time that Google was using the, the wording saying that they want to become more of a topical match engine as opposed to a simplistic keyword match engine. So you really have to show that you have that whole topic in your book covered. You have to have, and then I use the bicycle wheel analogy to the hub and spoke. You have to have your money page be the center of the wheel and all of the blog articles and informational queries that you have on your site about that topic linking in to you know, the money page, feeding the money page with equity or with the, the tide under the boat. I, miss, I mix up my analogies all the time, but people tend to <laughs> kind of get what I'm talking about. Say if someone is um, listening to this, reading this, 
slash watching this and they're perhaps just starting off establishing their own SEO agency, maybe establishing themselves as an SEO consultant and, and they're starting to talk to prospective clients for the first time. And these prospective clients are maybe talking to a couple of different agencies or a couple of different consultants before making their mind up which one to go with. As a new agency or as a, a, a relative new SEO consultant, um, how would you advise uh, positioning what you do as being a little bit different compared with other people out there? Is it um, good, for example, to focus in on a very distinct niche of SEOing services for uh, you know, a particular industry? Um, should you try and focus in on a, spe a specific type of SEO? What kind of conversation should be, you be having with a prospect, uh, prospective clients to actually persuade them to do business with you? That's a great question too. Um, of course, you know, they say the riches are in the niches and you could look at niches either like a vertical or an industry that you specialize in that does tend to ring true for the people in that industry. Then again, it narrows your target prospects. Um, you could also look at the niching from the sense of the the subset of SEO work that you specialize in, whether it be technical or or writing or you know link uh, link earning. <laughs> I try not to say link building anymore, earning links. Yeah, I mean I. I have had the most success with over the last 11, almost 12 years, um, and, and, and I still rely on this, uh, focusing on scope, focusing the discussion with the client, the potential client on the tasks that are going to be done for you. So like, so basically kind of tied into what I was saying before, we can't guarantee the results, but we can guarantee you that we're going to do the work that we say we're going to do, and we're going to make sure you understand what work we're doing. And that, you know, no matter how green you are or aren't, I think that a large percentage of the time you will win over other proposals if you make your proposal more focused on scope than results. People buy a process because with SEO, you can't guarantee results. No one can. They're probably getting, hopefully they're getting that answer from everyone. The results aren't guaranteed. So, okay, well then let's focus on the tasks. What tasks are these other companies guaranteeing that they will complete for you on a month to month basis? Oh, they're not really being clear. Okay, well, here's my list of all the tasks we're going to do for you every month. And for me, that's worked up till now, continues to work. And that's, that's what I tend to find closes businesses the easiest. So would you tend to recommend selling projects and, and charging on a project basis as opposed to charging on a per hour, hour basis? Yeah, either project basis or some kind of a retainer basis, but with very clear scope. You know, you do have to be careful if you give people an unlimited free lunch, they will take it. For example, I used to say that our retainers included a monthly conference call. Well, every monthly conference call ended up being like 90 minutes long because there was no limitation on it. So now I say every a monthly retainer includes a 30-minute monthly conference call. And guess what? The conference calls now stick to 30 minutes, no problem. So it is important to be super, super clear. But yeah, I think um, we usually do like the upfront work as sort of a project basis and then the ongoing as a retainer, but all with exquisitely clear details on what is included and what is not. Um, just to make sure, you know, but the hourly thing is, is tricky because if you, if you bill for exact hours that you spend, you know, it's tricky because the client can then question, why did this take so long? Or why didn't you spend more time on this? And really you're backing yourself into a corner of, you know, 
time-based pricing as opposed to value-based pricing. It's one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the later years of my business here is that I, I deserve to get paid for the amount of knowledge that I know. It doesn't matter if a task takes me six minutes. It would probably have taken a greener person six hours because I've seen it 60 times before. So value-based pricing, I think, is incredibly important in probably a lot of service-based industries, but especially in SEO. And uh, you really can... You can get that with project-based pricing and you can get that with month monthly retainers with a specific scope, but I don't think you can get that if you're telling the client exactly how many hours you spent on each thing. Great advice. Let's finish off with... The Pareto Pickle. So Pareto <laughs> says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort? I would say, I often say, go straight to the horse's mouth, meaning... Search Console. If you're thinking you might have to do this or might have to do that in order to improve your SEO, why don't you go to Search Console first and see exactly what issues Googlebot is having with ranking your content right now. Look at your coverage report. What pages are excluded? What, what's under the crawled, not currently indexed category? What's under the, the duplicate without user declared canonical category? What, what, look at your um, core web vitals. You know, which pages do, does Googlebot think are, you know, too slow and bad user experience and so on and so forth. Like, why not just, I think a little time spent in Search Console can have huge results because you're going straight to the source of the issues and finding them and fixing them. Search Console is your friend, people. I've been your host, Eva Bain. You can find Pam over at pamandmarketing.com. Pam, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast. Thank you for having me. Always a great time. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com. <laughs>